<laughs> well, hello and um, welcome, Alexandria Davis. Thank you. Hey, welcome back to the Jameer Smith Show. Listen, we're going to get right into it. Um, first of all, tell my listeners, who are you? So I am Alex Delos Davis. My full name is Alexandria, as you introduced me. But <laughs> I go by Alex. Go by Alex. Um, but yeah, I. Um, who am I? Who I, are you? I am a woman who loves fashion. Okay. Um, I love art, and I have been really blessed to build a career where I've been able to do all those things. And so um, I'm a marketer. I've been working in marketing and public relations and communications for probably the last 10 or 15 years, um, and primarily in the art space. Um, and some in the fashion space, which is how we met when I was um, PR manager at Bloomingdale's. Yeah. Nice. So, um, yeah. So, so, so that's me. I'm a mom. I'm a mother of two. I have two daughters, one 15 and one 10 years old. So that takes up a lot of my time and attention. Um, another, uh, another blessing and tremendous outlet for me is, is raising my girls. And, um, other than that, I'm just always, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a learner. I'm a, I'm a that curious. You are. Yep. That you are. <laughs> I was going to ask you, I, you are definitely a speaker. I was going to say, um, you know, I call these interviews on the Jameer Smith show, uh, my coffee chats and, you know, typically, and I, of course, let you know prior to even some of my uh, past listeners, uh, and people that I've interviewed is that I don't give you guys the questions ahead of time. So I am just going to spring it on you. And I just want you to be as authentic as I know that you are and just do it okay okay so my first question is why art why art so it's 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 a that is an awesome question to be honest um fashion has always been my first love um, my father was really into fashion. He worked in fashion retail. He worked in eyeglasses. He owned an eyeglass store. And when I was younger, I didn't connect, you know, eyeglasses with fashion, but it is a fashion accessory and mm-hmm. um, always grew up in that. But my parents didn't see much value in it as far as a career. And so um, later on in life, I, I kind of fell into art by accident. Um, I decided I wanted to work in public relations. I was kind of still fashion was playing in the back of my mind. And I was saying, you know, what is a career in fashion look like? Uh, What are my other options? And I learned about public relations. I learned that the fashion shows in New York, um, the fashion weeks in Milan and New York and London, that they really are um, public relations functions so you know PR companies put those on and so I started learning about PR started working in PR and communications and then one day somebody introduced me to a gallery owner um, and he was looking for somebody to work in sales and and in PR and I started working for him and I discovered art with him and what yeah And what I found was that there's a lot of correlation between art and fashion in that um, they're both creative pursuits. Mm -hmm. Um, They're both about kind of um, 
presenting something, some kind of emotional charge or an emotional motivation and putting that into an object and trying to communicate with people about who you are and what you feel and what you see. Let me, well, hold on. Let mm -hmm. me pause you because um, while your mind is turning, what do you think your favorite artwork is? My favorite artwork is a piece of art by an artist named Thornton Dial. Okay. Um, and Thornton Dial, I actually learned about Thornton Dial when I was working at this art gallery. And it was the first piece of artwork that made me cry. Oh, wow. And that was when I realized what art is all about. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it takes time. You know, when I tell people who say, well, I don't, I don't really know anything about art. I don't get it. You have to look at it. You have to keep looking at it and looking and seeing and figuring out what moves you and and you won't be able to find it unless you look with fashion people can make a decision about fashion when from the time you're a little kid you're making decisions about fashion you're like mommy i don't want to wear pants i want to wear a skirt i don't want to wear this hat i want to wear that hat right right when my daughter you know when my daughter was um about six about six or seven she would only wear leggings not jeans only leggings only leggings and so you know so you're making decisions about fashion at an early age and then over you know your whole life you you develop your personal taste and your style and the things that you love well the same process happens in art it's just that most most of us don't get a chance to see it enough and to Mm -hmm. interact with it enough to develop that personal personal taste. taste yeah yeah so so for me when i saw this uh, one piece by Thornton Dow and it was called Birds Who Never Learned to Fly. Okay. And when I saw it, it just immediately I started crying. Wow. I definitely yeah. have to check that out. De- well, and yeah. I was going to say it's interesting because I, I attend and, you know, view a lot of art galleries and I look up to you a lot because of the research and the passion you have behind art. Um, I think with that being said, what type of research do you do? Um, honestly, I just, I look on, um, I, I, I have a login or what do you call it? An account on Artsy, A-R-T-S-Y. Okay. Um, so I look there, I keep that on my phone. I um, have lots of people that I follow on Instagram who are into art. Mm-hmm. Um, one person that I recommend to people. Which, by the, which by the way, I love your Instagram, but continue. <laughs> Thank you. Um, one person that I recommend if you're into black art and you want to learn is Young Global. Okay. On on Instagram, um, he specifically works in black contemporary artists. Hmm. Um, okay. And he's always showing new works. Then he's looking at you know students, people who are in their masters, and kind of you know introducing a lot of new stuff. But I, it doesn't. It's not a. I don't have like any formal research process. It's kind of what I do in my pastime, mm-hmm. you know, it's, um, just, it's just a passion of yours. And it's like, it's I feel like it's just like second nature and interesting to touch on, um, uh, who you just said about on, uh, to look up on Instagram. Funny enough, I was listening and I mentioned it on, um, Vogue global conversations when mm-hmm. Virgil Abloh was, uh, speaking last week, he actually said the exact same thing that you just said that so many artists like himself, like the artists that you just suggested really are looking at the new works and they're looking at the new ideas and the new eyes that are in this artistic community and they're giving uh-huh. them an opportunity and giving them a chance. So I'm going to I'm going to change the narrative really quick and question. 
Um, what superpower would you have and why? My superpower is empathy. Wow. Okay. That has actually been my word for 2020. Interesting. Really? Honestly, it really has. Me and my group manager talked about that. Why empathy? I think I've just always grown up um, very concerned about other people. Okay. And so I've developed this ability to, I'm, I'm quiet by nature, so I'm always observing. So I've developed this ability to kind of really quickly assess um, where people are emotionally, kind of how they process things. Okay. So it's, it, it's a really great skill to have because as a marketer, I'm always taking the position, I'm always taking the pro- point of view of the customer first. So I'm not thinking about what I want the customer to receive. What I'm thinking about is how the customer will perceive my message. How will the customer process what I'm saying? Um, What do I want the customer to do? When I I put out some information in a communication, in an email newsletter, in a blog post, in Instagram, what do I want people to do with that information? How do I want them to receive it? When I put together an event, I start with what experience do I want these people to have? What do I want them to walk away with? And then I work backwards from there. Got it. Well, I was Mm going to say, what do you think your dream project would be? Uh, My dream? Deep down. Something that's like deep, deep. What is your dream, dream project? You know, it's it's funny you're asking these questions and I feel like, you know, I have it at the ready because in this quarantine, I've been going through this process of asking myself all these questions. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and writing all this stuff down. So, um, my dream project, I think it would be a, a product launch. It would be a party for sure. Okay. It would be a really beautiful party in a really beautiful place. Um, and I don't have any locale in mind, right? Yeah. Because there's so many beautiful places, Absolutely. right? Barcelona and Paris and, you know, LA. Places we love. Absolutely. Yeah, so I'm very, very much into aesthetics and very affected by aesthetics. Right? So beauty is important. I was born in the year of the horse. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so beauty is important. And, and my dream project would be a dinner party with about 20 really interesting, fun, kind people mm. with great music and great food. And then after dinner, it moves into just like a dance party with 100 or 200 other people. And we just have fun until like 6 a.m. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I love that, actually. I love that. <laughs> Can I be invited? Hello. Yes, yes. That, is, that is my dream. Whatever the product is incidental, right? Absolutely. I, you know, if we're Absolutely. selling eye cream or tennis shoes, then the listen. product is incidental. It's but incidental. I want to that yeah. Um, what is your scariest experience that you've ever had? Putting myself out there. Explain. Um... I think anything that has to do, I mean, we all know that the number one fear that most people have is public speaking, right? And that is scary because you're standing up in front of people and you're standing up to be judged. Mm -hmm. Very true. And that's right. And that's very scary depending on, you know, how we feel about ourselves. I think the scariest thing for me has been um, just the idea of um, even on Instagram, you know, sharing my thoughts your thoughts your personal um, thoughts yeah 
Yeah, personal thoughts. You know, I feel like I feel very comfortable talking to another person. Right. Um, there's something that doesn't feel quite as intimate about that as it does to say put up a picture of myself and okay. then and then potentially the get feedback. rejected. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think it's scary. I think throwing parties are kind of scary because any person who's ever thrown a party has the moment where they say no one's gonna come. No one's gonna come. Right, right, right. No one's gonna come. <laughs> That is so, so scary, and it's kind of a thrill. Like no one's gonna come because because on the other side of it is the part where like you're 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 totally freaked out, and then it works, and you're like, oh my god, exactly. you know, it's like exactly. Yeah. I was I was reading something on Twitter the other day under this art form, and there was a question that I wanted to ask you, um, and I already know the answer, um, but I would like for you to elaborate on it. Should art be funded? Yes, or it has to be funded. Okay, why? Now, where it should come from, you know, I, I think, um, I, I think it's nice that that governments um, fund the arts. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's required. I think the history of arts funding is that it has come from um, the one percent. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. It, yeah. Right. I mean, making art is a luxury. Mm-hmm. The, the, the people who used to make art were, you know, the children of families who had the time to go sit down by the bank of the river and draw the people <laughs> sitting there having lunch. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so when you look at history, art has typically been funded by a wealth class, which is why it still has that um, cachet to it. Okay. It's, it's because it has been a, a pursuit of of the wealthy, and it's been funded by the wealthy. But what I think we have learned over time is the value of art in everyday life and the, the richness that it provides that everybody needs to have an opportunity for that introspection, um, the value that creative thinking has for business. Okay. And so I think that um, because it does have that kind of um, value to the human experience, I think it, I think the government should put something behind it but behind I also it, think the, the government whoever that if, the, if it's a person or an entity should build relationships with private um, organizations, organizations and private individuals yeah. to do it together I feel that okay mm-hmm. last few questions for you um, name three artists that you would like to be compared to that I would like to be compared to or you have a comparison to or mm. yeah if it's artist but I, okay so I do consider um, this is a non-traditional um, category of artist right so mm-hmm. my first thought is Diana Vreeland okay nice. and she, she was not an artist she was more of a curator um, she was a curator of experiences of ideas she was the um, pre-Anna Winter mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, she's the founder of the, the Met Gala and of the Costume Institute at the Met and so uh, I appreciate her in that she was Setting an artist of a yeah, culture absolutely, um, a creator of a culture so her in, in a similar vein I would want to be compared to someone like Virgil Abloh okay Love him. Um, love him. He's a creator, but what's interesting, so, you know, at the High Museum, the Virgil Abloh exhibition just left. Yep, which was and, absolutely phenomenal, hands down. And if you guys did not get an opportunity to see it, 
Thank you, Alex and her team and the High Museum, honestly, for giving that a breath of voice and a breath of beauty. Because it honestly, I went three times to see it. And again, I live in D.C. and and I had to go back to Atlanta. But thank you for that. But go ahead. Sorry. So much to see. And it's going to um, it's scheduled. It was scheduled to go to Boston next. I believe Boston and then New York. So once things get back on track there, there may should hopefully there will still be opportunities to see it in other places. Mm -hmm. Um, But what's interesting about his work is that as much as he is a creator himself, he also pulls together artists to then create new ideas. So it's not all all him in terms of like the actual creation it's him finding people that interest him and bringing those people together and then putting ideas uh, making new ideas i love it i love it and Mm. my last question um and this is you can be as as open or as guarded as you like what's the best piece of advice you've been given the best piece of advice that i've been given is to stop hiding. Wow. And this goes back to what I was saying earlier, right? About the fear of uh, exposure and vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Um, the best piece of advice I've gotten is to is to stop hiding. We all know who we are. Absolutely. We say we don't. We, you know, um, but we do, and we hide um, some parts of ourselves for fear of. Um, it being judged or criticized or rejected. Yep, yep. And when we get to the point where we are just free and comfortable being who we are, it is liberating. Um, and a friend of mine has to remind me that it is an adventure. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. I appreciate you so much. I'm going to ask you some fun, fun questions really quick. Okay. And these are just really quick, really quick. So um, the other day, um, there was the Teddy Riley and the Babyface. Um, yes. Not really match, but, you know, I, I love that we were really able to see, and a lot of the younger generation, honestly, was able to see um, really how many hits, not just Babyface, but really how much of a catalog Teddy Riley really has. Crazy. Crazy. So for you, I'm only going to ask you five really quick, really quick. No mm-hmm. thought into it, just go. And hopefully you know these songs. So it's going to be between okay. Beyonce versus Rihanna. Beyonce. Okay, we're going to start with the songs. I love it. Okay, so the first song from Beyonce is Single Ladies versus Rihanna's Umbrella. Oh, single ladies. No, 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 I, let me say this before you. I do love Rihanna. I'm sure I'm going to pick a Rihanna song down the list. But I don't want to. Okay. But, but, but yes, definitely. <laughs> next. Uh, okay. So single ladies. Uh, from uh, the next one will be Partition versus uh, S&M from Rihanna. Oh, I don't know S&M. Can you oh. sing it? Okay. We're not. So uh, <laughs> um, let's it's say. probably S&M because I don't like Partition. Okay, there we go. Uh, Beyonce is Me, Myself, and I versus Rihanna's Unfaithful. Me, Myself, and I. Okay. Uh, Beyonce is Naughty Girl versus Rihanna's Work. Work, 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 work. work. Okay, there we okay, go. I love yes. Work. And last one. Um, crazy in Love with Beyonce versus Rihanna, We Found Love. We Found Love. 
Well, see, guys, she said Beyonce first, and now Rihanna actually took the win. Rih- yeah, I there, love there's it. There's a few Rihanna that I'm like, okay, this was killer. Nice, so, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, really quick, I want to know uh, where can the listeners, where can everyone find you? And I, I saw actually also on your Instagram, you have an event coming up. So, can we talk to us about that? Yes. So you can find me on at Deloach. Davis, which is, I'll spell Deloach, it's D-E-L-O-T-C-H Davis on Instagram. Okay. And um, next Tuesday, April 28th at 6 p.m., I'm jumping on the IG Live bandwagon. Woo! And, yeah, you know, we gotta, gotta use, be, be productive Listen, and use this Listen, absolutely. Um, but, but I, you know, I realized that I have a ton of really amazing creative friends, you included, right? Thank you. And, um, you know, people who have very interesting stories, and especially in the space that I'm passionate about, which is fashion and art um, and culture. And so uh, next week, I'm going to be talking to Mange Benzema, who is a photographer. He is a fashion curator. He also um, works in fashion technology, works for a fashion software company. Okay. And um, we are going to talk about um, classics, kind of what is a classic? How do you identify a classic piece of fashion? We're going to talk about trends in fashion and how we're going to identify trends. Now that people aren't on the street anymore and, you know, we may not have fashion week as we know it. How are we going to start to... um, figure out you know what's hot and and um spot those trends and um we're also going to talk about technology but he's a really interesting guy started out he's from africa always wanted to be in fashion made his way to the united states became a stylist he was actually the chief stylist on andre leon talley's book wow yeah legendary legendary Yep, yep. He was a chief stylist on that on that book, and um, he just is is passionate. He has a wealth of information. He is a p- good personal friend of Paula Wallace, and she brings him down to Savannah Whoa. all the time. Okay, um, brings him to Savannah all the time to talk to the students, and so he's just he, you know this this time is and he he and I have been talking about um, a lot of things, and one thing that he brought up was that uh, earlier this year or last year people started using this hashtag. You can't sit with us right and everything was about i have it you don't Mm -hmm. um exclusivity right Mm -hmm. i'm in you're out Mm -hmm. and now it's about collaboration now it's about how can i help you what you know what platform are you on and how can i share my story and how can i provide an opportunity for you to share yours like we're doing here absolutely and it's it's a real shift and so it's just um we're gonna do that we're gonna collaborate we're gonna talk and he's gonna tell us about what he does and um it'll be my first ig live i actually have more planned and they're 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 gonna be phenomenal not because of me but because of the people that i'm gonna bring on i am super excited and i honestly i want to thank you for taking this this evening this afternoon out to answer some of you know my listeners questions some of my personal questions and also everyone please make sure you you tune in tuesday april 28th at 6 p.m on ig live again that's at deloach davis alex thank you so much i appreciate you and everyone thank you so much for tuning in to the jameer smith show i love